This is episode 185, Growing In Rather Than Running From a Relationship with Scott. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Really excited about today's episode. We cover a lot of ground, and it's so nice to have another gentleman caller on the show. I love all the women who I get to coach on the show, and it's really wonderful to have a balance of some masculine energy as well. So if you are a man and you'd like to be coached on the show, please email assist at christinehassler.com and say, hey, I'm a dude. I want to get on the show. Bump me on the list. I love having the diversity of perspective. And speaking of men, you may know that I've opened my Hawaii retreat up to men, women, and couples. Usually my retreats are just for women only. However, I have felt the need and y'all have asked me for a long time to really open it up. So gentlemen, come enroll. We only have about eight spots left. It's a nice mix of singles and couples. A lot of the single ladies who've registered have a bit of concern about, hey, what is it going to be like? There's going to be couples there. And I don't know if I like that. And my response was this. When I was single, for a long time, I didn't like being around couples because it was just too painful and I felt different. I felt like a third wheel. But then I had the awareness of, wait a second, being around healthy couples that are doing the work together is like a living vision for me. Of course I want to be around healthy couples. I want that energy in my field. I want to learn from them. I want to be in their energy because the more I hang out just in single land, the more I'm with people that are single (laughs) and I really wanted to call in a relationship. And also it's beautiful for couples to have the perspective of people not in that relationship. The thing is sometimes we, we tend to only put ourselves in environments with people just like us. And A huge part of growth is to be among people that aren't just like you. And one of my most personally satisfying or I guess profound moments I had at the spring retreat that I just taught about a week and a half ago, which I'm still riding the high from, is when I got on stage and I looked out at the 100 women in the audience, they didn't all look like me. There were all different colors and shapes and ages and backgrounds. I was so touched by that because in so many ways we are all the same and in ways we're different as well. And it's so beautiful to do the work among people that have a common vision, you know, and a common goal and a common value of growth, but that aren't all the same. There's so much richness in that. So make sure you're putting yourself in environments that both stretch you in terms of the work, but also expose you to people that are like-minded, that value growth, but aren't exactly like you because there's just so much juiciness in that. So as you're listening to this call with Scott, consider, did you grow up in an environment that felt super constrictive in some way? Either it was very strict or perhaps even abusive. Do you feel safer on your own? Like, do you think that being on your own, not being in a relationship, kind of just doing things your own way is a better way for you to grow? Is freedom one of your top values? And what does freedom mean to you? Does freedom mean you don't commit? 
Have you or do you attract mean or critical people in your life? And finally, when things get real, I mean, when when people get closer to you, when there's an opportunity for intimacy, when there's an opportunity for vulnerability, or when someone really is trying to get in to see you, do you let them or do the walls go up or do you run? Keep these questions in mind as you listen to my session with Scott. Scott, welcome to the show. What's your question? Thank you. So I've had a new relationship start uh, over the last month and there's just been a little bit of, it feels sort of like 90% okay. Those are good odds so far. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, and she's a lot nicer and sort of person I felt like I wanted to be with, but there's sort of this little 10% thing at the back of my mind that I can't sort of put my finger on and it just sort of comes in every now and then and I'm not sure, generally, like, there is a part of me that kind of likes freedom and just being on my own. I'm pretty comfortable with that. Um, and so I'm not sure if that's at play. And I, another thing I'd say is that my comfort zone of relationships is comfort zone in inverted commas is, is to like have somebody mean, yeah. <laughs> like I've tended, I've tended to attract mean people. This person's the total opposite, which is beautiful, but it's really strange. So I just, yeah, there's just sort of that self-doubt with that. And I, if I was kind of – the biggest thing for me kind of is um, my music healing stuff and just my personal healing. And I think a part of me doesn't want anyone kind of messing with that as well. So yeah, I'm not sure – I know you can't give advice. Sort of, I know that that's what you're specifically – I've heard you say that to people and you'll probably say that to me, so I'm just jumping the gun there. But, but <laughs> well, I might give you a little. <laughs> um, but, but I know that whenever I listen to your podcast, I always come into my heart. Like I always mm. feel – and things you say always feel like they expand to the better part of me. Right. And so, yeah, yeah, I feel like if we shoot the breeze, I'll feel, I'll feel something. <laughs> well, hopefully I'll do more with you than shoot the breeze. I have a couple clarifying questions for you. Thank you for putting that in perspective and giving me such a clear picture. Mm-hmm. So when that 10% thing shows up, what's your behavior? Do you retract? Do you draw away? Do you go into your head? What behavior does that cause? Yeah, so I I withdraw and go into my head and I, I become quiet. Okay. And does she notice? A little bit. Okay. Yeah, a, a, a little bit. I mean, I could, like, I've told her how I feel and we've sort of tried, you know, sort of just being friends and stuff. And then as, as soon as we're friends, I notice the love a lot stronger. Yeah. It's just, when, it's just when I'm with her, I start wanting to get out of it. So when we're friends, I feel like the pull. And so I feel... There's a part of me that's a little bit alarmed because I, I don't want to muck her around. And, and I also don't want to take someone down a path. I, I don't want to feel like I'm using someone. So like I don't want to sort of like after a year or two just say, oh, by the way, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and you don't want to miss out on an opportunity for a healthy relationship. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, there's that as well. Like I don't want to throw someone back and then a year later, I've got another bitch. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. So So let's talk about that, that the bitch thing and, mm -hmm. and being attracted to women that are mean to you and push you around and emasculate you. I'm putting words in your mouth, but that's the picture I'm getting when I kind of look at it. What is so attractive about that? 
Oh, nothing at all. Uh, nothing at all. Um, Actually, and so, not true because otherwise you wouldn't have kept going for it. So what was so attractive about that in the past? Uh, well, it felt normal. Yeah, it felt normal. Because? Well, well, that that was just, you know, like my, my upbringing. Like as, mm-hmm. um, so, for example, I, I had a client who was a female recently and she criticized like every single thing I did. And, and I felt a lot of um, sort of anger come up that kind of related to my upbringing. So this client, like I've seen this in relationships and this is, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I, I know where you're trying to go with this. <laughs> where am I trying <laughs> <But> to go? <laughs> well, there's some sort of comfort in and familiarity and, and it plays out a childhood pattern. Right. Um, so if you were criticized a lot as a child, mm-hmm. we always look for the love we didn't get from mom or dad in romantic partners. Yeah. And we tend to attract people just like them unconsciously or consciously on some level thinking they will change and thinking that that's what love is because mm-hmm. our parents were our earliest model of like, I'm putting love in quotes. And so we, whatever reminds us of mom and dad, we're very attracted to as a way to heal those childhood wounds. And what I want to point out is that, you know, I know you're in my personal mastery program and you've been in my inner circle. And so I know your journey a little bit. And Mm -hmm. this whole thing that's happening now about not attracting somebody mean to me is a reflection of the inner work that you've done because we always, you know, attract where we are. And so, and we internalize our parents' voice. So I know that you've also been very hard on yourself. Yeah. And you've been working on that. Yeah, yeah. And I have noticed a shift in the people I track, which is awesome. Like, Yes. So, like, I have noticed some more beautiful people come in, which has just been amazing. Great. Um, so it was really interesting to have this person turn up the other day. And it, it triggered all this, like, my dad was really angry and would go into rages and violent stuff. And so, it like, I felt all that anger in my body, you know, that sort of down there. So I felt that come up this week, but like that doesn't happen really that much anymore. But like the fact that it happened this week was interesting. And and when I had the vibe to call you, to be honest, I wasn't sure whether this is about like, and again, I sort of preempted, you're going to say, this is just the, 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 the doorway to something else. And, but there was a lot of other stuff happening. Well, there's not a lot of other stuff, but there's this other sort of childhood reflections happening at the same time. Right. As well. I feel like I just, I just want to be really either on board hundred percent or not. <laughs> well, yeah. And that has nothing to do with her and everything to do with you. So what I want to mm. go to is this, this freedom concept. Mm-hmm. Define freedom for me from your perspective, not like Webster's dictionary. What does freedom mean to you? Freedom means? So it means I can fully be myself. I can pursue the stuff I'm really passionate about. And there's no energetic sort of anchor. Like I'm pretty committed to this stuff and I I just find 99% of people aren't. So I just, for me, it's just a lot of the time just think, okay, I'll just, I'll be on my own. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. We're going to dive into that. But first I want to tell you something. I really, would you say that I'm pretty committed to the personal growth path myself? Of course, yeah. Yeah, right. And I really thought I knew a lot. <laughs> and then I got into a conscious relationship. And I was like, oh, wow. Like I needed this relationship to take me the rest of the way. Mm, okay. 
And that's the opportunity that's available in relationship is we think that it's better to work on our own. And that's true. Like I needed the time when I wasn't in relationship to really look at some things that needed to heal inside of me. And then being in a relationship has been a mirror. Yeah. It's, we can go much farther with someone than we can go alone in so many ways, not in all ways, but in so many ways. And unless you're going to go leave society and be a monk (laughs) and go live on a mountain and go, you know, straight to God and choose a consciousness path like that, if you're going to be in the world, then saying you're really going for it, but like you want to control whether or not you have intimacy in your life is a bit of a contradiction. Can you see that? Mm, Yeah. So that's the first thing I want to say. The second thing Mm -hmm. I want to talk to you about is this freedom thing, because growing up in a violent household feels like a prison. It feels like you just have to sit there and endure and you can't get out and you can't breathe. Mm -hmm. And so it's very common for anyone who, and this was part of Stefano's story too, it's very common for anyone who is grown up in that kind of constricted environment, whether it was like a super strict or abusive environment where you feel like you can't breathe, you feel like there's no way out, you feel like you're trapped to yearn so much for freedom and anything that in any way feels like it holds you down, Yeah, the, the part inside that's been so hurt and so wounded by people just wants to run. Yeah. Yeah. So you have an opportunity to be with the part of you that it's less about freedom and more about running. To be with the part of you that wants to run, that you're calling the part of you that wants freedom. Okay. Interesting. So let me ask you this. What do you feel you may be running from? Um, Well, what came up then was um, just... Fear of being seen um, as inadequate, like fear of my imperfections, like not, um, there's not really anything I've got floating in my mind, but that was, that was what came to me. I I, I don't have a specific thing, but because I know she doesn't judge me, which I really appreciate, but that's, that's what came to me. I think that you're right on it because Mm. again, going in, living in a highly critical, volatile household with your very parents who we deify and who are supposed to love us criticizing you <laughs> and being abusive, of course you're going to feel inadequate. And yeah. And it was funny because, so I spent all weekend with this client who criticized me all weekend. And then I went over my mum's and she um, asked me why I'd got fatter. Lovely. Well, hey, at least mom's consistent, you know, you have to look at that behavior and and go, okay. It's just funny. God, I spent all weekend like having someone say I suck and now you, I was just tired and just like, you know, you're going to rile me up first. She just said a bunch of things as soon as I got there. It was funny. Yeah. So, and notice after that weekend with your client and with your mom, did you feel more or less drawn to this new woman in your life? Yeah. So basically this week, something interesting happened was when, when I felt really agitated by this client, um, I just tried to more kind of go into a state of love rather than try to like fight it and make her, make her wrong. I think in the past I, I, I still would have disowned her as a client. Right. Um, but 
yeah, this is probably the first time I've done this. Like I just, I just tried to go into loving that part of me because it's basically just rather than making her wrong. So even though her behavior was pretty shitty, just make, rather than making her wrong, just like trying to love that part of me that feels criticized and abused. And that's, which is great. And so here's, here's, here's the other way this is sneaky. Mm-hmm. So that is great. Keep doing that. And part of what will heal you not wanting to run is you standing up for yourself, is you mm. having boundaries and grown up yeah. Scott taking care of little Scott who didn't have a voice and saying, talking to me that way isn't going to work. Or yeah. if you really want me to hear what you're saying, consider changing your tone. And with truth and love, calling someone out on that behavior, because I love that you were noticing the part in you that was triggered. And I love that you were going into compassion and love and you still were letting her be critical and abusive and kind of taking it. And so the more you do that in your life, Scott, the more anytime you get towards intimacy, you're going to want to run. Because again, this woman's being nice. She's there. She's present. She isn't criticizing you. So you don't have that to focus on. And all of a sudden you're being seen. And because of the inadequacy deep down that you feel because of your background, you're going to want to run. So it's the same thing with her. Like, just like I'm saying with the female client speaking up and saying, sorry, not okay for you to talk to me that way. It's also speaking up in vulnerability with this woman and saying, Hey, this is what's going on inside of me. I don't want to lead you on. I don't want to lose you. I, I want to be really crystal clear and vulnerable and honest with you. Mm-hmm. That's behaviorally the next step internally for you. Cause so that's the outward kind of behaviorally action internally for you. And look at me giving you advice. <laughs> Internally, the action for you from my perspective is again, it's, it's an evolution with our inner child. So first, like you've, you've started to be a lot nicer to yourself, which is beautiful. You've owned the production. You've (laughs) yeah, well, you're doing it. We wouldn't be having this conversation if you weren't. So that's the first step. The next step is giving him a voice, you know, and it's so interesting that music is so your passion and music therapy. And I think so much of that comes from all the times where you've had to swallow your feelings and swallow your voice. And Mm. in music, it's a channel. But if music is your only outlet, Scott, and it's your only way to connect, you're going to miss out on really relating to people and connecting to people. Mm. Music is the safe expression and the safe outlet. And it's been a beautiful conduit. But the Mm -hmm. next level from my perspective is intimate relationships. (laughs) yeah could be right well i don't want to be right because i'm right i want to i want it to resonate as truth for you yeah 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 i know i do know my comfort zone is is to be single yeah yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. well because because why um yeah because there's a perception that i don't want anyone messing with my energy because it gets messed with it as it is. So, like, because when I come into contact with other people, I often don't feel as good. So, right. yeah, I just. Well, that's less about them and more about you. Yeah. 
And again, and it, like you can choose the path of solitude mm-hmm. and like really deep down, is that really what you want? Oh, no, no, no. Like I, I, I don't want to stay single the rest of my life. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, I did think I did a few years ago, but I, I don't. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well then it's going to require not running. Hmm. And it's going to require giving yourself a voice in relationship because it's a a new perspective of freedom. I define freedom Mm -hmm. as being fully expressed as who I am. I don't define freedom as not having commitments. I define it as I feel like I can be fully me. Mm -hmm. So I actually, and Stephanos and I talk about this, we feel more, freedom is one of our core values, both of us. Mm -hmm. And we each individually feel more free in this relationship than we ever did single. Interesting. Because we're both fully self-expressed and we feel supported. Like I feel more free to go out and be who I am in the world because I feel like I have someone that has my back. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's a new experience of freedom. Whereas freedom for me in my single years was more about doing whatever the F I wanted to do whenever I wanted to do it. Right. But it reached, I reached a growth edge. I reached a growth plateau. Okay. Interesting. And so for you, it's really about, all right, knowing that, you know, I know you know this, knowing that your comfort zone is only comfortable because it's familiar. And if you stay in your comfort zone, are you going to get to where you really want to go? Yeah. Well, I know that my highest value is like bringing, and you've probably heard this, but like bringing that feeling of love into the music. So it's like it's the the feeling of it is really in the music. It's not just a mechanical thing. And so that that kind of relates to the vibe of whatever I'm kind of emitting myself. Right. So, yeah. So obviously being in the right relationship is going to, if I'm cutting off in some area, it's going to, yeah. it's going to be better. If I'm more open, it's going to bring that, that feeling in more. Yes. Yes. So given everything we've talked about, looking at this relationship again, mm-hmm. how do you want to move forward? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, so one thing I could look at, so the first answer is that I don't know, but the second thing is that I can look at when I feel like, I want to run, just sort of being still with that. Um, so that that kind of feels like a sort of pivotal point. Um, yeah, and the way you talk about freedom feels like another point. Uh-huh. So those, I'm not sure how to bring, you're very practical with your guidance, but I'm not sure how to do this in a super practical way, but I know that they're two kind of points. Well, it's really, it's really in giving yourself a voice. Yeah. Both boundaries with people who criticize Mm -hmm. and vulnerability with people that want to get close. Yeah. And not running from either situation. So it's, I would recommend, um, listening to this when it airs, which will be soon Mm -hmm. and doing some reflection and considering having like letting this woman see you more, really acknowledging her for who she is Mm -hmm. and how you're feeling and saying that you have deep respect for her Mm -hmm. 
and you feel like the greatest thing you can give her is your honesty right now Mm -hmm. and really own this is, this is, these are my issues that I'm working through and see where she is. See if she's willing to dance this dance with you because her, her issues are getting triggered too, because I guarantee you, she probably is a people pleaser and she probably may have a little bit of history with people that run or people that are emotionally unavailable on some level. Yeah. And so you two could be, you can either be like, oh no, we trigger each other and we're going to run away from each other. Mm-hmm. Or you can say, all right, any two people are going to trigger each other. Mm. We both are actually willing to be conscious about it and own our end of it. And wow, we could actually work through this together. Yeah. So I would, you know, it's, it's up to you. If I were in your shoes, mm-hmm. I would take advantage of the opportunity and just be really, really honest and respectful with your communication Yeah, and give yourself a voice. Let yourself, let it be okay. Like as a little kid, you could never go to mom and dad and say, this is what I'm feeling and I'm scared. That was never safe. Yeah. And so mm. you need to give that little one inside like the feeling of safety around vulnerability and honesty, because what you've done is you just jet, you just go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. And I go play my guitar and that's it. <laughs> yeah. So does this give you some insight? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yep. Okay. Okay, great. Right. And are you willing to, rather than run or hide, actually be seen? Yeah. Great. And just know that the only person that can keep you safe through that process is you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? <laughs> no, I, I think that's good. Yeah, I'll, I'll just sit with the um, that feeling, you know, yeah. Yeah, that I'll just notice that compulsion to run and I'll notice that, that thing about the freedom thing. I, I feel like that's my two things to, to be with. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And start knowing that, like, if you really want partnership in your life, it's going to require vulnerability and intimacy into me see yeah interesting yeah (laughs) you got this (laughs) okay okay thanks so much thank you so much scott for your honesty i know that a lot of people learned a lot from everything that you shared and whether you're in a relationship or not i hope that you could relate to a lot of the things that we discussed on the show specifically and it's no surprise on this show so many of his childhood patterns and wounding were showing up in relationship and just know that when it comes to healing our childhood and our past it's a process and there's layers to it and like i acknowledge scott for he really has come up a long way. The fact that he's not attracting, in his words, a bitch or mean person into his life, that really means that that internal critic that he internalized from his parents is lessening. If he's attracting nicer people into his life, that means he's being nicer inside of himself. So bravo, that's progress. But then the next level for him is really about being seen. His comfort zone has been criticism. His comfort zone has been abuse. So now that he has this nice person in his life that isn't criticizing him and isn't causing drama, it's unfamiliar. And so a part of him is freaking out. And here's the thing. When there's uncertainty, we get scared, even 
if it's quote unquote good. Whenever there's uncertainty, there's a part of us that's like, oh my gosh, can I trust this? And one thing I've noticed, I've, I've noticed this a lot in my own life is that the closer we get to what we want, like what we truly desire, what we've always longed for, the more we push it away because we get scared. We get scared of, wait, like, is this really it? Like, have I really done the work? And can I really trust this? And is it really going to last? So there's probably a part of him too that's doubting the goodness of it. Like, could she really be this nice? And we didn't talk about that in the coaching session. So that's why I wanted to bring it up in the after part is because that could be another thing that's sort of working here. But really what this came down to is his definition of freedom. So he said, freedom is I can be fully myself, pursue what I'm passionate about, and there's no anchor. What I really hear in that is freedom means I can be fully myself, pursue whatever I'm passionate about without anyone telling me I'm wrong, without anyone hurting me, without anyone making me feel small. And so because most of his life, there were people in his life who saw him that way, his only way to know freedom up until now is to not have anyone close to not be in a relationship because he associated with people, specifically intimate relationships with, I lose myself and I can't be seen. I'm just criticized. So even though he's saying that in this relationship, he's desiring freedom, what is really happening is he's running. He's calling it, oh, I'm chasing freedom. (laughs) But really he's running from being seen, running from vulnerability. And the reason why, in addition to everything I've just said, is because of that deep, 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 deep misunderstanding that he's not enough in some way. That if this woman really sees him, she'll see all the inadequacies that his parents told him he had his entire life. She'll see all the imperfections. And the truth is she will see the imperfections because all of us have them. None of us are perfect. But just because your parents or past partner saw you in a certain way doesn't mean everybody else is going to see you that way. And as we do our own work and as we do our own healing, we have to start to trust people again. Yes, the inner work and getting to that loving place inside ourselves is important, but we don't live in a vacuum. And like I told Scott, unless you're going to really pursue a life of isolation and that's your spiritual path and you're going to like really leave humanity part of the biggest way you're going to grow is with people. So if you're living in this world, don't think you're going to get to enlightenment without any kind of relationships. We need friendships. We need colleagues. We need romantic relationships. We need those mirrors to help us get to the next level. So his work here, his opportunity here is to allow himself to be seen and also to start speaking up. So much of his expression up until now has been through his art, has been through his music. And now it's really giving himself a voice because little Scott never had a voice. So giving himself a voice, both when he's being criticized and he needs to exert a boundary and when he's feeling scared. So my strong encouragement to him was not to run, to seize this opportunity, to practice honest, vulnerable, open communication. That's what vulnerability is. Vulnerability is really about just being honest with what's up for us, owning our end, taking responsibility for our side of the street, communicating where we are, 
and making any requests we need of that other person. And finally, freedom isn't about not being committed to something. Freedom isn't about doing whatever you want, whenever you want. That's running. Freedom is really about being the fullest expression of who you are. And you can be incredibly committed to people, to projects, to causes, and feel even more free than you ever have before. So any of my runners out there who run from commitment, I really hope you take that in. Update your definition of freedom to feeling fully self-expressed and notice how you can lean into situations that in the past may have felt confining and actually find freedom there. So some takeaways for you. First, like what are your core values? What are the things that you really value? And if freedom is one of them, give that a good definition. And next, what are your patterns? What are your protective patterns? Really look at them and ask yourself, all right, do I want to keep playing out this pattern or is it time to shift it? And if so, look to some relationship in your life where you can start to shift that pattern. Next, notice where you're giving your younger self a voice. Are you speaking up? Are you speaking your truth? Are you standing up for yourself? Are you vulnerably sharing? And finally, where can you lean more into intimacy, into me see? Where do you still have walls or guards around your heart? And when can you start letting them down? Because truly what we all want is to be seen. And you can't be seen if you're hiding or running. That's all for today, everybody. If you enjoyed the show, please share it please head over to iTunes and give the show a rating and review. That always helps. And I always love when you connect with me on Instagram. That's where I hang out the most. Until next time, much love and many blessings. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. 